Did you know that you can help save the lives of cats by simply opening a new tab on your computer? That's right. Tab for Cats is a free extension on your Chrome or Edge browser that raises money for rescue cats every time you open a new tab. Plus, you get to see pictures of cute cats on every tab instead of some boring search engine. I also love how adding the extension helped an issue that I was having with Chrome and made it faster for me. Go to tabforcats.org and help us save all the rescue cats today. I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy, Crazy Cat Ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Welcome to episode number 0090. That's 90 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. That's 90 episodes, guys. Wow. 90 episodes. Or 90. It's actually spelled with the T. 90. 90. 90 episodes that we have done of our podcast, Back in the Closet. If you guys have not, um, if you're new to the platform, if you're new to podcast listening and you want to go back, you can go back 90 episodes. So um, hey. feel free to go back and listen. You got a road um, trip coming up? Plug us in. Yeah. <laughs> we have a road trip coming up. We should get a list of podcasts that we need to yes. listen to for that Zee-dee. trip. Zee-dee. Um, so, welcome everybody. We Hello. are really excited to be here on a beautiful fall day in October. Um, and um, and today we decided to have a kind of fun chat. So, the other night we were, um, we were just sitting, chilling, um, and talking to each other. So we do talk, we just don't talk about anything in our day. It's just like every once in a while we'll come up with like a, huh, my No, pe- let's be honest. There yeah, are you times, be honest because I don't do, remember this. If we do... Um, <laughs> I think I was drinking wine. Do you think? Uh, if, if we do want to, we'll try to unplug and not necessarily talk work. Right. Or we do always just talk about our day in general. But we got a, like on a little sidewinder talking. Whoa, <gasps> bro. <laughs> Look at him he go. He's climbing he to is, the top of the closet. He's out to check out the shoes up there. Anyway, um, but we do try to do the phones down rule. So so every often, once in a while. So often we will be in the middle of um, doing a bunch of stuff. We'll we'll just keep we'll just keep the I guess the technical word is working. It doesn't feel like working. It's not working. We're doing what it's we just love. it's just yeah. But yeah. we get new notifications and we're always catching up. So we never actually talk talk. So we're both handling different things. Anyway. Um, so this was a phones down night and we got talking about, uh, uh, kind of the, the broad perspective of business and certain things that we have started to notice over the 20 some years, 20, it's been 20 years, a little bit more that we've known each other. Um, and noticing some interesting similarities between certain us and our parents. Yeah. Certain, certain traits that we both have and clearly seeing where they come from. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we thought we'd talk about the rents today. We would just be like, okay, so here's some stuff that we've learned. And, th- you know, I think every bit of it, regardless of if, you know, it's kind of become a, a struggle, I think everything for in our lives, at least, um, it's either been a lesson or it's been a lesson, you know, like it, or it's just, it's something that they've given us, they've taught us along our journey, um, growing up that has stuck with us. And, um, and that's all, I think it's, you know, we're so grateful for it, regardless of how we categorize it in the good, bad or ugly uh, category. Right? Number one thing I have to say that I think has brought us together and we both definitely blame our parents for this, um, is the work ethic that we oh, were raised yeah. with. And yeah. while growing up, it was a source of Maybe resentment at times for me, um, 
resentment's a strong word, but it was like, you know, it work was just a part of life since I was 10 years old. Work was just a part of life. Mm-hmm. You, you only spent what you earned and whatever you earned was, uh, put into, I remember the little accordion envelopes, right? If I made $2, my dad would give that to me in change and 10% would go here. This amount would go into savings. This amount could be used towards gum. You know what I mean? Like it was all very money management, money management, but it went along, it went along directly with work for what you earned. It wasn't just that, Oh my gosh, I made $10 today. I get to go in. No, it was whatever you earn then is Divided out monetarily. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Right? Hey, Kathy. Yeah. Like, this as much is going to be your time. Are you ready to come down? Come here. Come on. Come see? on, bud. Come on. Come on. Can you guys see him? He's coming. <laughs> there you are, my our sweet cats are, uh, man. Our cats are trained. Yes, they they are. know very well. So he just jumped from this, for those of you guys listening and not watching, um, he uh, Zorro just jumped from the top of the closet onto Adrian's back because she got up and bent over, and that's what we do for our cats. We get up and bend over. <laughs> All <laughs> the you, time. Did you learn that from anytime your parents they, or no? Anytime they jump up high, we, we come to their rescue and they jump on our backs, and that's just what... The four littles, that's just what they grew up. Uh, because we taught, we're, we've taught them. We've conditioned them that that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So we show up every time. And we haven't taught them how to jump down from high places on their own yet. <laughs> no, we so, have not. So, hey, that's a lesson for parents, right? Back to, Maybe something yeah. that we should, yeah. But back to the topic of the, the work ethic. Let's leave the money out of it. The work ethic part of it, I think, is something that we have found to be directly related to how we were both raised. Yeah. Um, and being raised by... Both of our parents are still together. I think that's yeah. rare in and of, its, uh, of itself. Yeah. Um, 50 years for my folks this year and 53 years mm-hmm. for yours this year, um, which is remarkable in and of itself. Both of both sets of our parents are very hardworking individuals and, and definitely work their asses off to um, raise us and give us keep the- Keep food on the table. Keep food on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And that we are blessed for. The thing that we've recognized, though, as now we own our own business is that- We were raised to, you're done with work when work is done. And that's been an interesting thing to try to put um, parameters around. Yeah, I mean, not so much for me. I think that the work ethic is, I don't think that has anything to do with my parents. I mean, the work ethic does have everything to do with my parents. But as far as like, that's what they showed me that they, when they were done with work, work was done. Um, But they were never like, we weren't like your family where it's like, okay, now it's family time, you know? So it was like when you're done with school or you're done with whatever, you know, in in school, I, I never, I, you were homeschooled. So I don't know how exactly how that worked, but we, and I think you had homework, right? Oh, so (laughs) you still have homework in homeschool. It's all homework. It's all homework. (laughs) I know, but you didn't like, like I went to school and then I came home and I had, depending on the classes, depending on the workload, of school, I had a certain amount of work that I had to get done and I had to get that done before the next day. So it was still coming home and working. It wasn't like, you know, and it, and then, you know, I had my other activities that was softball and I was basketball and it was church and it was all these other things that, um, we always did. So, um, we didn't have like that family time where it's like you clock out kind of thing, family time. Um, so that hasn't been as much of a dynamic for me as far as 
clocking out. Now there's certain things that I don't, lots of things that I don't like to do after the, you know, work is done. And I, and I, I just, I, I just despise doing stuff after it's like, okay, I'm supposed to be done now. But there's a lot of stuff that I'm just going to keep doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wake up in the middle of the night, check my phone for, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but I think, you know, also with the work ethic thing, um, my, my dad used to always tell me, and it's like, it's like a double edged sword now, right? Because my dad always said, you do things right the first time. Basically what that means is don't half-ass shit, right? Like, sorry, excuse me, excuse me for my language, but don't, I don't know another way to say that. Don't half-do stuff. Like, do it and do it right the first time. But that, I think, has instilled in me a fear of failure. And a great deal of anxiety. And probably a great deal of anxiety because it's like, okay, I have to do it and I have to do it right. So I need to, and you have to do it quickly too. And always be on time. Like, there's a lot of things that are really great um, because I don't, I don't, I don't half ask things. Like, I just don't. Like, for the most part, I mean, I'm sure there's things, there are things that, you know, I'll start laundry and not finish it that day. And I call that half ass because it's like, like, you start it and you finish it. Um, but, but she will beat herself up about that. Correct. I'm beating myself yeah. up right now because there is a, It's not just like, oh, the wow, the laundry's not, not done. It is... No. Yeah. It's... it's it's a, Yeah. So I think that's... Up it is one of those things. It's like, I don't know, you know, and if my parents were watching, they would probably be like, well, you should beat yourself up if you don't, you know, like still to this day probably because... Um, because... What was so important that you couldn't finish a task. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think some of those things are... Um, and not to blame my parents by any means because I'm an adult and I have full control of, you know, how I handle things and how my emotions and what I, you know, but, but I think that's not something I've dealt with necessarily. So it's something that I just continue to, you know, I guess do <laughs> fear. I don't know. Um, but it definitely is part. I think it's definitely part of the anxiety thing. Yeah. Because you're, you're, there's always something to be done and there's always a right way to do it. And there's always something that you're supposed to be doing in order to make sure that it is done well the yeah. first time. Yeah. And I think that that is, especially in, but I mean, really when you think about it and the truth is you, you really have to kind of fail your way to success. And when you think about it, it's not like I've all, I've never been a failure. Like there's tons of things that have lessons that Failures I've learned by failure. Word. I mean, you know, who is it? Thomas Jefferson or whoever said he failed his way to success. Edison. Uh, Edison. Um, that, uh, yes, Thomas Edison. Isn't that what I said? You said Thomas Jefferson. Oh, um, yeah, no. Um, but I think there's, you know, I think, I think failure is part of the learning process. And by failure, I mean failing at things, doing things. Learning what doesn't work. Yes, sure. To be politically correct, doing things, not the, correct way <laughs> is a, is but a way. But you don't have the luxury of knowing the correct way of running this specific business. Oh, that's true. Well, until afterwards. So there, it hasn't been, you know, until right. afterwards. And I'm like, that wasn't right. That, that I shouldn't have done that. And that didn't work. So let's not do that. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and then those can, I get what you're saying. I don't, I don't necessarily look at those as failures though. Yeah. Especially I mean, when however, it's linguistics, however you want to put it. Like okay. there's a better word. But I don't know what it is. Well, 
Mistakes, I think, are mistakes. 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 There you mistakes go. That's can be the very valuable. It's not always something that Jay likes to take time for, though, because you have to get things done. Adrian's in a foul right. mood today, just so you just so you guys know. So Do I seem like I'm in a foul mood? No, because you're smiling with that smirk of "I'm gonna cut you." <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm not. Um, what, what? I'm not in a. What? Pause. Sorry, guys. We didn't cut out. <laughs> we didn't. We're, we never cut out the awkward pauses. <laughs> um, what else do you think that you've learned, good, bad, and ugly, from your from your folks? I think temper is something that I learned from my mom. She's an Italian. I think I have a, a bad temper that I have not done a good job of truly controlling. From time to time, it takes a lot to get me mad, but when I yeah. get mad, I'm, it takes I'm, you. It does take a lot, right? Or but like when I'm mad, it, it's uh, period. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you know, that time of the month. But I don't think I don't think that I've. Um, and it's one of those things, right? You learn like those foundational things that our parents kind of teach us or condition us into. Yeah. And when you don't recognize the best way to handle something it's it's like you have to learn that on your own and i'm yeah. not sure that i've done that yet it takes a lot a lot to get me mad but if i get mad it is not it's not pretty it's not pretty it's not Ooh, pretty. It's but dangerous. I, mean, I think that's a lot of people it's not it's, i'm sure it's a ton of people right like a lot of us are not Still at don't. our best when we are at our angriest and especially if you know we don't have you know like time to, if we're reacting instead of responding, which was another podcast that we did at one time. Mm -hmm. Um, if we're able, if we are given the time to respond, then, you know, even when angry can usually, you know, work through it, but sometimes it's like just an immediate reaction and then it goes downhill. Yeah. Yeah. What's another one for you? Um, we'd probably be better at like naming the ones that we think. Okay, we let's got, do it. No, you, let's not. We can't change it up now. It's too late. No, go ahead. Nope, like, you still got one more. You got to think of on your own. Uh, well, I of my own? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think we should name each other's. Can I, well, let me say one that I think that we both have okay. at, that I think is um, directly related to both of our parents. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we, we learn more and more how to better do this. But I think kindness and like... Empathy is something that our moms, especially, uh, yeah, really instill the our moms, yeah, yeah, that ability to understand that not everyone comes, not everybody comes from the same kind of situation. Yeah, not like everybody looks the same. Not everybody, you know, people have different issues and different things going on in life. And we did, I did learn that young. Like my mom was yeah. a a teacher to um, special needs kids, oh, and not even kids. Like some of them were grown adults that you know had been through. Um, terrible trauma when they were young and never aged, you know, mentally past like three years. So, um, she, so I rode the, the, what they called the short bus. I rode the short bus, um, to her work after school in like elementary and, um, and, and got to play with these awesome, like it was, it's just like, I never knew that there was a, that there was a difference because I was so young and I was, that that's just what I did, you know, like, and I think those experiences and your mom and, and you, all of you kids were you and your brothers were also like exposed to different types of people 
right. at a young age. And understanding, part, right? well, and I think that my, my mom is a, is a, as I mentioned, she used to be a hot-tempered Italian. So I think that I learned some of those lessons, especially by judging people initially and then being punished for oh. that. Like, you need to think about this. So it was something that maybe I didn't know. I'm thinking of situations with my brother, my older brother, where it would, I would do something that was completely like not, not kind, not kind. And it, there was punishment involved. Yeah. Like, we're not talking about this. You're getting your ass whooped. And then we're going to talk about this so that you understand why you got your ass whooped. Yeah. And I think that my parents were very good, at least about explaining why what happened happened when it came to, to punishment. Yeah. But I think that that is that stopping and thinking, um, knowing that there was a consequence for not stopping and thinking very young, helped me understand, helped me to take time and think about where someone else might be coming from what their situation may be. It, it, it really. Yeah. And I would say in my, in, in my, uh, in my life, lying was one of oh, those, was hardness. one of those things that I mean, death by shoe. If death you lie by like, shoe or electrical cord. Yeah. Like absolutely lying is out of the picture. Mm -hmm. You do not lie. And they did explain why. And still to this day cannot stand people that lie. Um, very judgy judgerton, but, um, but I, I, I am, like, brutally honest sometimes. Um, I can vouch for that. Yeah, because it's because I, I, I just didn't grow up. I mean, <laughs> the first time I lied, and li literally, guys, my first lie was, and I don't know why. They, they will never let me live it down. I don't know why I did this. I was more of, like, in my mind, it was more of being, like, a prankster, like, being funny and being a prankster because I was, like, a, not a funny kid, but, like, a, Goofy kid. Her nickname growing up was Rowdy. Yeah. So I'll let you. Yeah. So it from there. Um. So I go in. We're at home. My sister was. Um. My mom was in the kitchen cooking. My sister was in the living room. I go from the kitchen to the living living room and tell my sister that Mama had just cut her thumb off. And Liz is like bawling and goes running into Mama. And Mama's like, "What?" She's like, "She said that you cut your thumb off." And I got. I. Wow. It was like, you do not lie. And I was like, okay, okay. All right. Get <laughs> that was it. not funny. Get it. That wasn't funny. That, was that wasn't funny a funny lie. All. Nope. All right. Um, so I think that's one that. It opens up a can of worms though. I mean, I think nowadays punishment is something that people very much frown upon, mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. And maybe they've evolved into new ways of teaching lessons. But I like as a kid, like, I don't, I really do attribute so much of some of the bigger lessons I've learned or the voices in my head. To the fear of punishment. Not I necessarily didn't. to the fear of punishment. I don't think that that's it. Like, like I, I think about it and I, I, I don't know that you got as many explanations after punishment as I did. No, I got a lot of because I said so. Right. There was a lot of because I said so. My parents were very, my mom was very communicative about right. why this happened and bring it like just really stripping it down to the fundamentals, the foundation of why this was something that was not right. Right. And I think that was very informative for me. I mean, I think that that was very yeah. formative so. for me Yeah. in a lot of ways. So I, I necessarily I, I look at it as that. like, ooh, I don't do this because I got a bad spanking. I think about it as 
was something that I learned from that experience. Well, there are certain things like um, being on time. That was... I never learned that one. She never learned that one. I was one. homeschooled. I was <laughs> no, already but, there. No, but if I went out riding my bike and my parents would always give me a curfew of some time that I have to be home, right? Or I'm out playing with friends or whatever. I have a curfew of being home. Say that that curfew is 5 o'clock. If I show up in the door at 5.01, I'm grounded. That was like in high school. I was I was, I was was spanked as a kid. So, um, so it's like you don't get to go ride your bike anymore. Or you're going to be in trouble. It's for being late. You do not be late. And I don't, I don't know that they ever explained to me that they get scared if we're at one minute late. They they're going to worry if we're one minute late um, or what it was. But we had. To, I think it was more of be respectful of other people's time. We're teaching you to be humans and humans are supposed to be respectful of other people's time so you should be on time and you're going to have to go do a job and you can't show up late to your jobs and things like that I think that was like their bigger picture I don't know for sure but I to this day this girl is like late to everything and I am like I'm like still to this day my anxiety will go skyrocket especially if we're going to my parents house and you know it's not a big deal if we're on time for Adrian, but for me, I'm like, this is my parents. Like, we have to be on time. They are going to be angry, even if they don't say it anymore. They show it in their face, and they are angry if we are late. And yet, we're, like, almost always late to their place now. So, I I have a follow-up question. Okay. Do you think your always being on time thing is because of that lesson that you learned as a child of respecting other people's time or do you I don't I didn't learn that lesson I didn't learn that lesson as a child I learned you're going to be grounded if you don't get if you're not okay. on time that's what I learned as a child growing up thinking back it's like uh, you know and I've talked to people you know people pe- business people at our accountant for instance he's like it's very important that you know if you're going to be late at least tell somebody that you're going to be late and let them know whatever because my time is valuable and you know like like he's, you know, and you know, like pe- other people, and I'm like, that is important. That is, that is probably why it's important, and maybe that's what they were trying to teach me. They didn't. They. It was because I said so, <laughs> as a kid. Right. Okay. So, do you think that that is part of your OCD tendencies? Probably. And where do you think those came from? My daddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole like get it, do it right the first time thing. The whole like be on time, the whole, I mean, all of these things that, that actually make me, have, have made me a very valuable employee, employee, um, and probably a, valuable as a business, a, a business owner now. Um, cause we're not late to any meetings that we have. Like we don't show up late to anything like that. So all of those things have probably made, made me very valuable, but yeah. Yeah. I think the anxiety, I think, yeah, I think the OCD-ness definitely comes from Daddy. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah. And he was military, too, so it was, you know, there's certain, you make your bed, you do your, you know, like, you schedule schedule your stuff, you get it done, you do it right, and that's what you're supposed to do kind of thing, too. What? What is that smirk for? It's not a smirk. What are you it's thinking, Ben? You're supposed to be thinking out loud here in the closet. That's right. I, no, I just find it fascinating that there's so many things that um, we both, it, 
and I know it was, there were a lot of things that were kind of personal in the conversation, but that we can clearly see as either my dad's influence on me or my mom's influence on me or your, like very much an individual yeah. uh, impression that was made that is, uh, a, a, that has turned into a character trait mm-hmm. in some way or another. But what I, what I thought was very cool was that by, by far, and I think it's funny because we both were a little bit of little rebels, Oh yeah, yeah. rebel—that's a good word. We were, we were both, we were both not necessarily estranged from our parents, but definitely not, definitely not as close as we are now, right? And definitely not as close as we were growing up, right? Like once we realized that we could put some distance, we were like, "Mm -hmm. (laughs) "Bye," (laughs) right? Yeah. But I think that it's fascinating now where we both went through this phase maybe of blaming our parents oh, yeah. for things. I think every kid does that. Being depressed about something because of our parents and then and, and then but also our parents are the ones that gave us the tools to be able to extract blame from situations yeah. and take responsibility in a way that we could move forward in a more healthy manner. Correct. Right? Yeah. To take ownership of where we were in life and not Yes. Yes. And I think that, I mean, that responsibility piece is so valuable when it comes to, um, just being human, right? Like, like when you can take responsibility, then you are no longer blaming someone else and you can not to say like you're blaming yourself. Blaming yourself is not taking responsibility. That's not, that's not the, it's not productive. That's not productive, but, but to take responsibility and ownership of whatever situation that you're in. Yes. I do believe that that our parents gave us the ability to do that. And yeah, I was the one that was like, my parents never wanted to have dinner around the table. And my parents, you know, like, and whatever, you know, like complained about everything until I grew up and then took responsibility. And then was like, actually a lot of that stuff, I, I'm very grateful for, I'm very grateful that I was able to, you know, do outside things and, and be, you know, not be around a table every night. Like that's okay. Like it's, you know, whatever it is like that. I, she feels grateful now because she had to sit on some of my family, uh, dinners and my family dinners are like the big Italian family dinners. They're so much fun. You sit, you sit there and you eat for three hours and there are 17 different conversations going on. And it is a little overwhelming for someone who would swallow her food without chewing so that she could ask the excuse may I from the excused table. From the table. Yeah, the, the the times that we did eat around the table, um, we weren't allowed to speak. Only Daddy could speak, and he would speak with his mouth full. But that's the whole reason that we couldn't speak. I think it's because... the whole reason she doesn't chew food. <laughs> so, so um, eating was not like a pleasurable experience or family event. It was like we all sit down and we have to eat whatever's in front of us, and then we can say, "May I please be excused?" And if they excused us, we left. And that was it. Yep. Yeah. But I mean, so many, I mean, I think, you know, and to bring it back to, let's bring it back to cats. So, um, Ooh, how are you going to do this? Well, just like this, right? Like what happened at the beginning of the podcast where Zorro and Friday and Jack and Madison, they they have not learned certain things because we continue to enable them. Right. I'm sure (laughs) they would, I'm sure they would, I'm sure they would be fine. And, and, whatever, but like certain things that we do, however it is that we are around our cats, they are also going to, they are going to pick up on that. They, I mean, cats are just like, um, just like us humans. You are who you hang around. Like 
the same goes for our cats. When you see, you know, you see someone that's just like has a mushy, mushy, lovey heart. Their cats are just like so mushy, mushy, lovey, whatever. And I know that each cat has their own personality and it's not right. like we form their personalities completely. Mushy, but there are cat. many things that, you know, like the stress um, study, right? Yeah. Like when you are a highly stressed person and you reflect that onto your cats, your cats become highly stressed cats, you know, and they, and they deal with the, the things that come along with anxiety and felines. Um, so, uh, which can cause a lot of health issues. Yeah. I'm so, I, I love that you're bringing it back to cats, but I, I'm, I'm having this moment where I'm thinking, Oh my God, this is why we have cats and not kids. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Wow. We would, yeah. We would mess up some humans. <laughs> we would mess up some humans. I don't humans. know. Or we would make some really valuable, awesome humans. Who knows? But uh, who knows? Um, I get to say one more thing. I got to give. I know that I. Uh, what, Madison? Maddie Booty, baby girl. Um, I know that we mentioned that our. Both of our parents, we're so blessed. Not only are we blessed that our parents are both together for 50 plus years, but um, blessed to be close to them now and yeah. blessed to have the opportunity to realize how much we learn from them while they're still with us. Hello, Angel. I have to say, too, though, that I think one of the things that my mom did so well growing up that I do feel backfired on her um, was she she was so good. I have four brothers and arguably um, I am the worst of the humans that my parents raised. My four brothers are extraordinary human beings, all four of them. Because she she did such a great angel. Oh, baby girl. Did you do a boom? Come here, angel. Did you do a boom? <laughs> did that come from your mom? <laughs> nope. That just, that just. Came no idea where that came from. Um, but I have to say that one of the things my mom did so well, my, both of both of my parents, they did such a good job with with five different kids that had all different kind of extracurricular activities and everything. They did such a good job of really kind of meeting each of us where we individually were, and encouraging us to be comfortable finding ourselves. Right. So for me in first grade, that meant I wanted to cut my hair. That meant that I did not want to wear shoes that had pink on them. That meant all these things that were, for the only girl in the family, were a little uncomfortable for my parents to handle. But it was also so um, incredible to see how all that panned out. That my parents really did a good job of helping me realize how to meet people wherever they're at. Yeah. Right? And even something that was not... My mom, I used to have hair down to my butt in first grade, long blonde hair, When I and I uh, was hard-headed, so my mom is too. So when we were butting heads on the haircut thing, she let me get my haircut, but she kept the braid. Like, Still it's like has a, it to this day. A, like a memento of her deciding to let me be who I wanted to be, or, or let me grow into uh, my own human. But I think that that is a really valuable thing, and it's something that... Uh, is so awesome to see other people doing, like meeting people where they're at. Yeah. It's something that this community is so incredible at. But it's yeah. uh, it's something that I, I really think is one of the best ingredients in, in good relationships. Yeah. You know, like the other night when we were talking, it's fun for us to identify different things that um, we may or may not always appreciate about each other. And... 
recognize where those things come from. Yeah. But it is about meeting each other where we're where, where we're, we're at. at. Yeah. And and growing from there. Yeah. Love it. That's a good ending to this podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us here back Happy in the Sunday. closet with um, Adrian and I. And Madison. We are, and Madison, and Zora was here. I think he's left. Um, but uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Maybe it made you think, maybe you need to call your call your guardians, whoever, whoever helped raise you. Sometimes that wasn't parents for us. It was our parents. But, um, but moving on, like when I got into my 20s, it was my granddad uh, that really taught me a whole lot about life. And so it's, you know, like there, there's different stages. Maybe we just need to tell someone, uh, thank you for the, for the lessons that they've, that they've taught you in whatever way, whether you liked it at the time or, or didn't like it at the time. If you've, if you've learned a lesson, you should uh, be grateful for that and thank those that, that, um, guide you along your journey to, yeah, to help teach you. So, um, so that's going to wrap it up. We love you guys so much. Please have a beautiful day wherever you're at, whatever day it is. Um, count your blessings and have a catitude of gratitude. <laughs>